Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. There's going to be a bunch of parents who are going, yeah, this is all really great, but I'm not inspired, I'm just tired. And listening to all of these ideas, like I'm struggling so much already and I don't think that I could possibly do it. Last piece of advice, fake it till you make it. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. This is the Happy Families Podcast. I'm Dr. Justin Coulson, the author of six books about raising happy families and the founder of happyfamilies.com.au. I'm here with Kylie, my wife, mum to our six daughters. How come you're looking at me strangely? You're looking at me. It's a funny look on your face. What, what's going on? Keep going. I, I feel like there's something on your mind and I should ask you before we get into the podcast. I should have asked before I started recording the podcast. Is everything okay? Everything's fine. Okay. Everything's not okay with me. The lockdowns continue around New South Wales, the ACT in Victoria. And fortunately, I'm so pleased, there is more and more noise being made about the mental health impact of these lockdowns. The more prolonged they are, the more protracted they are, the harder it is on our kids who should be at school and living their lives. And they're being asked to sacrifice so much. We need to talk about our podcast conversation today because the lockdowns, even though we're in Brisbane and we're not being affected by them, it's affecting me because of all of the emails that I get and all the Facebook messages that I get and all of the uh, concerned parents that I speak to who are just saying this is, it's like that quiet hum in the background that doesn't let you get to sleep at night. This just won't go away. It's like, you, you know, when you give someone a knuckle noogie, when you extend the knuckle on your middle finger, you make a fist and extend that knuckle on your middle finger. Such a boy thing. And you drive that middle <laughs> knuckle into the rib cage of somebody and you get into the knuckle noogie kind of thing. It's kind of like this. The, Girls the lo- never do that to each other. Lockdown feels like that for so many parents because of the that low-level agitation and frustration and stress and trying to juggle home learning with the, just kids being in your space all the day, all, all the day long, and trying to get some work done. If you're lucky enough to be able to work from home, it's a big deal. So we want to tackle lockdown boredom and how to get your kids off screens, and talk about the best toys and games and other activities to survive lockdown. If you are in one of those states, or if you're just a family who is always eager for toys and games and activities and things that are good for your kids. Um, by the way, this is relevant. Just the other day, a survey was in the Guardian, uh, which captured my attention. It says two-thirds of parents are concerned that lockdowns are affecting the mental health of their children and half are worried about emerging behavioural problems. It's such a big deal. So let's kind of pivot to the the topic of our, of our day and talk about best toys and games because if you are in lockdown and if mental health is declining and if it is hard, at least we can give you some ideas and tips for how to make it better. So Kylie, let's um, let's talk about how to choose really great toys and games for kids. You've got a background in early childhood education. Uh, what are the kinds of things that you've always encouraged parents to do when you were involved professionally in that area? And what have you done with our kids? The most important thing when you're picking a toy first is quality. Making sure that you're getting good quality product means that it's going to work better. The kids aren't going to be frustrated because things break so quickly. How often do you get a toy and oh, yeah. within half an hour, they've broken it? I've noticed we've bought a couple of games for the kids over the last year or so. And the quality of the games, even the the, the, the good games from Milton Bradley or whoever, it's like the quality's dropped and the plasticky bits are just not as good. They, they break. I remember when I, I feel like they used to be sturdier and better than that. So that's my first thing, making sure that when you're buying things, going to the cheap shop to buy a toy for your kid is probably going to give you 
a few minutes of joy as opposed to <laughs> <And it'll break. laughs> as opposed to spending a little bit of extra money and having less available. Mm, mm. But the second thing is it's probably better for the environment as well to to buy the better stuff. I, I'm I'm going to guess. Yeah, I would say so because you're not replacing it so often. Right. And then the second one would just be looking at toys that are open-ended. There's mm. not just one way to use them. Yep. And so it's obviously blocks, Lego, Duplo, yeah. magnetic tiles, oh, yes. all of those kinds of things. You've got your connector um, – what are those things called? The connector things. Yeah, the connector the, 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 things. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, the, the metal things that connect and they go dunk, 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 and you can build stuff with them. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so, you've got the little flower connectors – Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little plasticky they're things. They're tiles, like, but they look like flowers mm. and you can kind of connect them in. But then you've also Somebody got, will know what we're talking about and let yeah, us know. There's Mobilo. So all of these kinds of toys, we call them open-ended because children can do so much with them. Yeah, they're there's not, not just one way to play with this toy. Yeah. A, so, ten- a tennis ball, open-ended. Very. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How much fun can you have with a tennis ball? <laughs> or a roll of fabric. Or there's so many different things that you can use. A hammer. Let's not go there. You can have so much fun with a hammer. Let's remodel the house. A, a bit of duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we can do with this, kids. So even, even in your, you know, if you've got a craft cupboard or, a, or an art drawer or something, you know, paper, scissors. Rock. <laughs> You're so bad. Didn't see that one coming. I didn't (laughs) see that one coming. Um, I love puzzles. Puzzles are so much fun. They start off with big pieces and usually four puzzles with the younger kids are really good because it's it's actually gross motor skills as well as um, their eye-hand coordination. And problem solving. And problem solving. Hello. Yes. But as they get a little bit older and get more confident with puzzles, then you can get more pieces. So Miss Emily, she's on nearly 200 pieces at the moment. She just loves it. So that's our seven-year-old, 200 piece puzzles and when we go to the shop she's like can I buy a puzzle I'm like now, now I've got to you say you hate puzzles I hate puzzles <laughs> I hate them but you know what I do love I love uh, any kind of a toy or game that encourages social skills or that gets kids moving which is why I mentioned hammers and uh, tennis balls and the, just anything that gets them moving and outside so good for them and, and also toys and games that encourage planning and strategy so things like strategics or uh, battleship uh, not strategic, sorry, strategio, sorry, strategio, strategio, I, 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 strategio, S-T-R-A-T-E-G-O, fun game, really, really smart game for strategy and that sort of stuff, risk, game of life, all those kinds, of, well, there's a bit of chance in some of them, but really, really cool stuff, and you know what I like most, even though I've mentioned a bunch that involve this, I love games that minimise competition, especially in a lockdown situation where if you're stuck in a competitive environment with the kids in the house, you know it's going to end badly and no one can kind of get on their bike and go for a ride and calm down. We could never bring out the cards in my house when we were little. Minimise competition. <laughs> just don't do it. Uh, and anything, like you've already said, Kylie, these open-ended things that, that encourage imagination and creativity. They're our big list of rules, principles to live by when it comes to selecting games and toys. Yeah. Let's talk about some specifics after the break. It's the Happy Families Podcast. For a happier family, try a Happy Families membership because a happy family doesn't just happen. Details at happyfamilies.com.au. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. And today we're helping you, we hope, to tackle 
the lockdown boredom. Yeah, I've had my rant about the impact that lockdowns are having on kids. Oh, by the way, week commencing the 6th of September, we're going to spend an entire week on what we can do to boost well-being for you as a parent and for children as a result of the lockdowns because, let's face it, probably not going anywhere for a while. Like this is this is getting very, very serious and the governments are doubling down on their lockdown strategy until the vaccination rates go up. So week of the six, we've got experts coming in. We're really going to be pushing this hard, not because we're trying to – there's nothing political at all about it. It's only solutions focused. But for now, let's talk about some solutions as well. We've talked about great principles for choosing toys and games for the kids to beat boredom, get them off their screens and hopefully improve the behavioural challenges that they're giving you. Um Kylie, best games, best toys. Let's just clump them all together and talk about the best things that we can do with kids. We'll start with little kids, okay? So under fives. So you, you can't go past Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Clay. You can make it yourself. You could do um, – The kids – the problem with Play-Doh, though, is the kids do get it on the carpet and they do get it in places that you just cannot get – you know, grooves and cracks. You cannot get it out of some of those places. That is a challenge with Play-Doh. The good thing about Play-Doh, though, is once it dries, you can usually kind of scratch it off. It'll all kind of – it just (laughs) – Yes, fair enough. But slime, on the other hand – Every time the kids come home from the shops with slime, I'm like, would you stop (sighs) buying this stuff? Seriously. This this stuff is bad, bad, bad if it's not put where it's supposed to be put. Yeah, how much do kids love slime, though? But they do. And so messy play. Messy play, yeah. yeah. You can use um, shaving cream or – Corn flour and water. Yogurt. If they're very young, I guess yogurt. Play with the yogurt. You could yogurt paint. On, on <laughs> one the of the things board. that I used to do with the kids when they were very little is. Um, <laughs> you didn't like that one at all. No, I did not. <laughs> but our, our, our pro- eighteen-month-olds, they used to love it. Paint, paint yogurt all over their faces. <laughs> it's probably right. an ex- it's probably an expensive use of yogurt. <laughs> but I used to put um, some food coloring in ice um, ice trays. Mm-hmm. And let the kids um, paint with ice cubes. Yes, um, when they were younger, what which they had idea. lots of fun doing. So simple as um, well. Just using a paintbrush um, and a, bu- a bucket of water on the concrete yeah. and painting patterns into the concrete. You've got chalk painting. Our kids loved that. I remember when we were, when when we had young kids, and you'd just give them a paintbrush and let them dip it in the water, and they could paint anywhere with it because it's just water. And they would they'd watch they'd paint something, and then they'd watch it evaporate and disappear. They thought it was amazing. And the other one that they love doing is when I just put some food colouring and water into a spray bottle and I used to attach pieces of paper to the fence and they would just have a ball spray painting. Amazing stuff. So there's a whole bunch of boredom busters for your uh, under fives. Let's- oh, I have a few others. Okay. Well, time's getting away and we've got to talk about the big kids as well. So let's just do the last few. A whole jar of buttons. This keeps my kids entertained for hours. Sorting buttons, putting them into colours, putting them into sizes, putting them into same things. So much fun. Paddle pop sticks, putting them in with the Play-Dohs. Heaps of fun as You're well. You're so crafty. <laughs> and my kids love well, all we, those little when plastic. You say, when you say my kids, do you mean our kids? Oh, yeah. You're okay. part Th- of the program. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yep. Our kids love the little plastic animals. We can, you can use oh, them in yeah. everything. You can use mm. them in the sandpit, with mm-hmm. your Play-Doh, in the garden. There's so many things that you can do with it. And open-ended. Some, some other fun games that are kind of open-ended and, and, and just good value, no matter the age of the child. I mean, we even play this with our 17-year-old, uh, hide-and-seek. <laughs> that can be lots of fun. We turn off the lights <laughs> in the house, play it on dusk. It's always fun when you've got someone really little because you can put them in these really you know crazy places that nobody can find. Yeah, that's true. As long we, as they we, don't freak out. We have put little kids in some pretty fun <laughs> places. Uh, tip, 
or t- Tiggy or Cat, uh, whatever you want to call, Tag, everyone and calls it And who can go past making a cubby house. Yeah, yep. So, so much fun. Board and Busters, uh, there's some ideas there. Uh, let's talk about the big kids uh, just briefly before we wrap things up. Uh, I reckon I, I want to go first with a couple of my favourites. First of all, I love the idea of building a zip line for the toys. Oh, so much fun. Like just, just string up some wool or string up some something that's going to allow and, and then create a way that it can zoom from one end of the room to the other, stick the toys in a basket or whatever, and then phew. What about creating those um, the phone with the two cans and the piece of screen, string? Yeah, yeah, that's probably better for young kids, but big kids might enjoy that one. Uh, I, I also uh, jotted down here um, tie-dyeing because our girls love it whenever you decide that you're going to talk tie-dye. Uh, and, and my favourite idea – Another a cheap way of doing tie-dye, if you don't want to go to the expense of buying all of the different dyes, is actually using bleach. So using a coloured T-shirt or something and bleaching oh, it. Hey, nice So idea. cheap. Final point, there's going to be a bunch of parents who are going, yeah, this is all really great, but I'm not inspired, I'm just tired. And listening to all of these ideas, like I'm struggling so much already and I don't think that I could possibly do it. Last piece of advice, fake it till you make it. It's amazing what happens when you start to get involved in doing just one of these activities a day. It can make such a a really big difference. As as you know, Kylie, there are some days where you don't feel like doing it, but when you start – it's amazing how good it feels, right? It really does. And what I found is when I'm really struggling, actually getting the kids involved in helping. So if we're going to colour pasta, they get so excited <laughs> watching it happen. Instead of me yep. having to do all of the work, yep. it's actually part of the, the fun. We really hope that today's podcast has put a dent in your boredom challenges or your stress as a, as a result of lockdowns that could be happening. Or if there's no lockdowns, but you've got little kids at home because they're not big enough for school, for example, we hope that these ideas will make a really big difference for you so that you don't have to rely on screens so much and so that behavior challenges aren't such a big deal. Tomorrow on the podcast, we are having a conversation with a guy called Jeremy McVean. He's behind one of the biggest fatherhood initiatives in the country country, if not the world, and a really controversial conversation on Thursday, something to do with big houses and bratty kids. We'll tell you more about that on Thursday. It's the Happy Families podcast produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media and executive produced, I don't know if that's how I should say it or not, by Craig Bruce. If you'd like more info about making your family happier during a lockdown, premium content may be the thing that you need most. Please have a look at our Happy Families premium memberships where we give you ongoing support to connect better with your family and make things work even when times are tough. The Happy Families memberships all available at happyfamilies.com. Tom.au.